Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, the way that he would just get into people's houses, open up the window, get inside your house, stab you, shoot you, basically do whatever he wanted to do with you, rob you, whatever, this guy would do it. And oh my gosh, man, it's shocking, absolutely shocking. Yeah, so, you know, hats off to them for making a film during, you know, really difficult circumstances. Uh, Got to give it to them for that. But, uh, yeah, Songbird is shit, just to... Uh... <laughs> but if you go online and you check the trailer out, man, there's some great-looking movies in there, some superhero movies, there's a Western movie. I really enjoyed it. I know that people that don't really know too much about the character will think, what, it, what the heck is this? But do you know what? It, this this will really show the power. Every time we see Scarlet Witch, she gets, she, she is. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Flicksters. I don't know, how are you feeling about doing these podcasts? Like, um, you know, what's the, <laughs> like, uh, you know, how, how are you feeling about this? All this stuff that we're doing out with the content that we're pushing out there oh, these days. Gosh, do you know what? It's great. And just as you mentioned that, I was thinking this this week's show, there's a lot of good content on there. We're gonna we're gonna struggle to keep this into the sort of fifty to one hour uh, sort of realm. So uh, let's try and pack it all in. Let's try and pack it all in. So listen, folks, listen, we have got a, a film review for you. We're going to be speaking about, uh, well, actually, we're going to be speaking about a couple of film reviews that we're going to give you. One's a, a Netflix um, new exclusive and the other one is a, um, what is it? A VOD, right? A Songbird. Is that- yeah, VOD. That's right. All right. Okay. So listen out for that one. And obviously we've got some anniversary corner of movies and hopefully if we've got time, we're going to chuck in a hidden gem for you. But before we do any of all that sort of stuff, one of the things that we love talking uh, about on the show is the shout outs. We love speaking about the people who interact with us, who debate with us, who talk with us and develop. I mean, who are you shouting out? This week we've got quite a lot of shout outs. I'm going to have to reel through them. So I apologize in advance. Uh, but this week we have... Okay, let's start it. So we've got uh, 40 Turf. 40 Turf, what a name. So yeah, basically, uh, a lot of the shout-outs this week uh, are in relation to either Soul uh, and or uh, Lupa. So uh, 40 Turf uh, shouted us out regarding Lupa. We also had uh, Ari Gavison. Ari Gavison was actually in Lupa, and he actually shouted us out as well. So he was in Lupa. He was a security guard in the Louvre. Oh, wicked. And uh, yeah, he was actually that, in the film. This, this is at the reach of the Flicksters, folks. Listen, we get listen yeah. seriously, man. We, we're on it. We're on it. Ari, Ari Gabison. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So Forty Turf actually was shouting us out about uh, uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman and said there was too much talking, not not enough action. <laughs> didn't like it. Wonder Woman. There's a lot of people not happy about that one. Uh, and Miss Alice O dot uh, O commented about Lupin, saying that she loved it as well. Uh, every day with Erica Joy, she loved Lupin. Uh, so it was a bit unrealistic, but she still found it entertaining. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, every day with Erica Joy. Uh, and then we also have unapologetically Deja 08 uh, said that she found Soul a bit boring, actually. So we're getting a lot of good comments here about, you know, whatever you, if you like it or you don't like yeah. it, it's cool. We just want to exactly. know. Uh, don't cry, don't beg. Uh, wants to watch uh, Soul as well. Uh, and Zakrov, our very own Zakrov. Uh, he's, he's posting so much, some new content, actually, which we're going to maybe talk about in a few weeks. So thank you very much, Zakharov. Uh, and yeah, the rest of the shout-outs really go to uh, uh, Division as well, actually. So uh, Lego Minifigure uh, says that, you know, he'll keep up with uh, Division because some people found it a bit 
boring or a bit yeah. weird. Uh, and then our friend uh, Zachariah underscore Campbell has said, you know, there's a lot of Easter eggs in there, uh, very subtle uh, for non-comic readers, but, you know, for uh, people that don't really you know, understand the characters, they might find it boring, but to stick with it, because the one, you know, the Easter eggs will reveal themselves soon. Also, the actual uh, show will actually, uh, it will change. It won't be all to do with the old, you know, 50s, 60s and 70s TV yeah. shows. It's just a, a bit of a quirk that they're putting in there. Uh, Bath79 also said that he liked it. And there's a lot of House of M references. House of M is a really, really famous yeah. comic from uh, back in the day with X-Men and uh, Scarlet Witch. And she actually does something to do with reality, which we, we might see coming up soon. So, yeah, so there's a lot of uh, shout outs this week. So thanks, guys. Keep it going. Keep exactly. it coming. Exactly. And obviously, we, I've got to mention just quickly on Facebook, we've got 19 Kiki D and our very own uh, Steph, Stephania. They were basically, you know, on, on ah. Facebook as well. And they were kind of like chatting about uh, WandaVision and stuff. And, you know, we kind of got, yeah, we kind Good. of got in touch with, you know, those two and kind of we said our little thing. But yeah, we'll speak a bit more about WandaVision, uh, you know, later on in the show. So listen, you know, keep listening to that, um, you know, and you might find that interesting. But before then, Let's do some movie news about that. We haven't, I haven't heard or heard about Jordan Peele's like latest movie or any latest project that he's working on. I know you saw um, uh, the Twilight Zone and you said, you know, there were some really good episodes in there. Uh, what What's he working on now? Yeah, so, yeah, you know, you're exactly right. We just don't know what it's going to be about. I know a little while ago he was talking about how he might be involved in something a bit more sci-fi. We don't know. But what we do know is that uh, Daniel Kalia and Jesse Plemons are rumoured to be in his next movie. And uh, we already know Daniel Kalia was in his first sort of major, uh, like, well, I guess his, yeah, his first full movie, yeah. wasn't it, really? With Get Out. Uh, and he's a great actor. Uh, and uh, Jess, Jesse Plemons has been in a bunch of things. He was in, uh, I remember him in a good episode of Black Mirror, yeah, yeah. where it was like a Star Trek parody. Yes, yeah, I remember that. Uh, but he's been in a yeah, really good episode. Uh, but he's been in a bunch of things and he's a really good actor as well. So, you know, if those two are going to be in Jordan Peele's next movie, I think, you know, before the script is written, I think it's going to be a good and film. And he's got that Jesse Plemons, he's got this kind of like face. I don't know where, um, his, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's his eyebrows or what, what's going on. He's got something going on with his eyebrows or something like that, but he's just got that face where when he's on the screen, you just kind of like fixated on him and it's just weird. But yeah, he's, he's a great actor. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely look forward to that. But you know what? We don't know if it's going to be a horror though. Is Jordan Peele sticking to the horror thing? Because we know, obviously Candyman, we know Candyman, he's, he's attached to Candyman, right? Yeah, I think no matter what, it's going to be weird. Whether it's going to be horror, whether it's going to be a mix of horror and other elements, we know it's going to be weird. So, you know, we're just, just going to have to wait and see what we actually get. But uh, either way, I mean, I'm looking forward to it uh, regardless. So, you know, I mean, we know where, you know, Daniel Kalia is going to be in Judas and the yes. Black Messiah. That's coming out uh, next month in February. So look out for that All one right, too. Great. Listen, Devout, uh, I've just got to say three things and, and then we'll see what happens. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Shit, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. Oh, um, so listen, folks, fans of Beetlejuice, are there any, is there anyone out there who are fans of Beetlejuice? I mean, I definitely am a fan of Beetlejuice. Uh, this crazy Tim Burton movie from the 80s starring uh, Gina Davis. Alec Baldwin, isn't it? Yes, Alec Baldwin's in it. And yeah. um, and obviously Michael, Ke yeah, Michael, Michael Keaton. Michael Batman. Keaton was Beetlejuice. Exactly. <laughs> so listen, look, Johnny Depp apparently is in talks with the studio to 
to be playing Beetlejuice. So he, so Tim Burton is is obviously looking to kind of like you know recreate that whole world of Beetlejuice. But I mean, I'm thinking, shit, man, you could still bring on board Michael Keaton. Why, why bring on Johnny Depp? Yeah, I guess it's, it's a, if it's going to be uh, Burton, Burton loves Johnny Depp, doesn't he? That's he true. loves him. He's been in lots of his films, so I think he's kind of sticking to who he knows and what he knows. But I think uh, Johnny Depp is a weird guy, and I think he probably could do a job on Beetlejuice. Uh, I reckon though it should be someone younger and someone a bit, you know, different, you know, but. I guess, yeah, Burton sticking with what he knows. So apparently Tim Burton, he kind of was online recently and he said, this is what he had to say. He said, the film is a go and has been approved by Warner Brothers team. We have talked with the cast members we wanted for the film and they are all on board. This includes both Winona and Michael. But now... Winona? Yeah, Winona Ryder. Yeah, because she was... And um, it's like... Yeah, man, how can you have a Beetlejuice movie without having Michael Keaton? I don't know, but we'll see what happens. People out there might remember Johnny Depp. He lost his libel case against Amber Heard. He got kicked off the, um, uh, what, what was the, the Harry Potter film? There's, it's, uh, I can't remember, yeah. something Harry Potter. Fantastic Beasts. That's it, Fantastic Beasts. So he got kicked off that. So yeah, man, we, we don't know if he's kind of been blacklisted, but we'll wait and see what happens. Other news developed, Mackay and Pratt. So tell me... What's up with this new sci-fi movie that they're talking about? Yeah, so Chris Mackay and uh, Chris uh, Pratt have both uh, been involved in a sci-fi movie called The Tomorrow War. And uh, this, yeah, as we know now, cinemas are, or cinemas or theaters, as y'all Americans say, uh, yeah, it's like with the pandemic, you know, a lot of cinemas have been closed or, or you know, just, I guess, Things have changed, really. So a lot of uh, studios are now selling their movies directly to either Amazon or, or you know, Netflix or whoever it may be. So, yeah, this one's a good, a good example. The Tomorrow War is a man. Uh, it's about a man who was drafted into fight a future uh, war, basically fight in a future where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront his past. So you're fighting for your future but against your past. That's a bit of a mad one. So this is supposed to be coming out in July 2021. So if they have now, uh, you know, rumoured to be, be getting offered 200 what? million for this film that's already. Mad. Yeah, 200 million. Exactly. That's a lot of money. So if that's going to be the case, that's one of the biggest uh, amounts of money that a, uh, you know, like Amazon or someone has paid for a movie. Uh, so yeah, it's looking like it could be a good, uh, you know, a good bank day for uh, Chris and Chris. Wow, man, 200 mil, man. That's crazy. And like, again, it's going to heat up the whole streaming wars. So, um, yeah, you know, you've got people like Netflix obviously pumping in millions into into productions. And obviously if Amazon picked this up, this is going to be big news for them. So, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens there. Now, let's kind of move into kind of Marvel territory right now, Devado. So Kevin Feige, we've mentioned this so many times on the show before. If you haven't heard of the name Kevin Feige, do a search. But he's the guy behind the MCU. He's pulling the strings behind all the movies that we've seen over the last 10 years. And uh, what's he up to now? What, what is he? What are they bringing us? What's he bringing us? Yeah, I mean, basically, he's sort of laid the law on, uh, you know, what the, what the, uh, what's coming out on Disney Plus about, about some of the shows. Obviously, we know WandaVision has just come out. We'll talk a bit about that later. We've got uh, Falcon Minute Soldier coming out. We got uh, Loki coming out. We got She-Hulk. All the rest of it, you know. But he was just saying that some shows are going to be like half an hour. Some shows are going to be a bit more. So the first two episodes of Wonder Vision are half an hour each, pretty much. 
uh, and, the, and then the rest are going to be a bit more. Winter Soldier is going to be a bit more than half an hour. But uh, She-Hulk, he did say that will be half an hour or less. Mm. And there's a reason behind that because, you know, Marvel don't have the full sort of rights for Hulk. You know, they have the distribution. No, they have, they, Marvel have the rights to, uh, to make or involve that character in a production when it comes to the movies. But when it comes to TV, they have the rights to then do shows that are half an hour or less. Ah. And that also applies to Spider-Man stuff as well. So uh, that's why for She-Hulk and anything, if they were to do Spider-Man shows, it will have to be half an hour or less. So it's a bit of a technicality there that the legal team had to uh, make sure they Damn. had rights. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. And talking about She-Hulk, I mean, if the rumour is to believe. Now, um, were you a fan of Jessica Jones, Deval? Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. Jessica Jones. It was, was good. For, for me, anyway, the first season was absolutely brilliant. It was great. I loved that whole setup. Look, I loved all of those. Iron Fist was obviously the weakest of the bunch out of the defenders. But listen, the rumor is that Jess, uh, what's her name, Kristen, Kristen Ritter, is in talks to reprise her role as Jessica Jones in She Hulk. So you you know, you've you've got mm. these two badass women, you know, appearing in you know in this Marvel show, in this Disney Plus show. I mean, I think it's going to be great. But also, this could be kind of like a reintroduction of those characters. Could we then see the Punisher turn up in something? Could we then see you know Iron Fist turn up in something and Luke Cage turn up in something? We'll speak a bit uh, a bit about uh, Daredevil in a bit, but yeah, man, what do you reckon? Do you think we could yeah. see kind of this this happening? No, if I think I think yes, but I don't think it's going to be massive, massive introductions or massive involvements. But yeah, I think they're going to start mixing and matching throughout the uh, MCU, Disney Plus, and also the movies, for sure. Keep it locked, folks, because there's going to be big stuff coming on. And I kind of mentioned Daredevil, Charlie Cox. If, again, if the rumour is to be believed, um, and, and I've kind of gone online and I've kind of like, you know, double-checked. I've checked with my sources, folks. And apparently, Charlie Cox, the actor who played Daredevil for, uh, you know, obviously in, in the next Netflix TV shows, He's actually wrapped up his filming for, for you know, his part for the Spider-Man 3 movie. So, Deval, do you remember maybe about a month ago we were talking on the show, we were just talking some shit and we were just saying, imagine if Daredevil, like, you know, he's on, you know, he's in Spider-Man 3, he plays like Spider-Man's uh, lawyer or something and it's a possibility, right? Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a distinct possibility. I think that's a really good matchup, actually, because they're both New York-based. They're both, uh, you know, characters that are intelligent. Uh, he needs a lawyer. He's a lawyer, you know, Daredevil, Matt Murdock. And uh, I think in the comics as well, they have uh, mixed and matched as well to uh, get the job done. So I think that's a very, very likely uh, partnership there. Mm. We don't know if he's actually going to be playing Daredevil or if he's going to be playing Matt Murdock. Most likely, probably Matt Murdock. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just interesting the fact that they are looking to kind of introduce these characters, you know, in the kind of wider MCU Sonyverse or whatever you want to call it. But that's great. We'll obviously keep you posted on all of that news. And talking about and again another kind of Marvel uh, project that's working uh, that's being worked on Moon Knight Devaldo. Tell us about this because this is kind of um, this is interesting as well. Yeah, Moon Knight. Uh, as we know, uh, Moon Knight's going to be played by our Star Wars pilot. I keep forgetting his name. Oh, <laughs> what's his name? Again? What's Poe's po name? Uh, yeah, um, Oscar. Oscar Isaac. That's the one. Yeah. So yeah, they've now confirmed uh, that in the Moon Knight series, none other than Ethan Hawke 
will be playing the main villain. So, uh, I mean, Ethan Hawke is a big character, you know. He's a big character. For them to land, uh, I guess even Oscar Isaac, he's a big character too, you know. But uh, Ethan Hawke has been around for a long time. And if they're able to land him as a villain, then I think that's going to be like, you know, real good news for, for the show, really. So I'm, look, I'm, I'm interested to find out who the villain might be, actually. The villain, because Moon Knight has obviously different villains. There's one called Bushman. Uh, uh, Bushman's like a, uh, what's he like? He's like, he's almost like a, I don't know. I don't want to say he's a, a, a typical villain, but he's quite a, a good villain of Moon Knight. He's quite intelligent. Okay. Uh, and he's obviously strong and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, so, I mean, it could be anyone. Maybe I could be wrong. It could be someone that we totally don't know. So we just have to wait and see what more news we get uh, as it comes up. But, uh, but yeah, he's a very, very old character, Bushman. Wow, what, what a name. What a name. Raul Bushman, Bushman. that's his name. But he's, he's the oldest oldest nemesis of, of Mark Spector. So, uh, mm. but actually, I say some of, some of his powers. Okay, so peak human physical ability. Uh, he's got uh, razor sharp metal teeth, a bit like Jaws in Wow, Bond. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> and he and he carries a lot of weapons. So yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a uh, sort of a bit like maybe you can call him a bit like uh, what's his name from? Uh, oh, damn, you know the one that was going to be in Black Panther, the sort of the hunter, Craven. You know, what I'm talking about. Craven yes. the Hunter, thank you very much. Yes. You saved me. Yeah, so think of him as, as a bit like Craven the Hunter. So yeah, I mean that could be interesting. So let's, let's see what, what happens, happens with that one. Yeah, I mean we kind of spoke about the casting of Oscar Isaac, so we'll we'll see kind of you know how that all pans out. But yeah, hopefully some good stuff comes out of it. Now there's other huge big news, and obviously we um, we we kind of. We didn't really speak about it last week, but we let's kind of mention it right now. But Deadpool, the big news there is that Deadpool is 100% going to be joining the MCU. And Kevin Feige, he came out, he just reported this. He said, not only is Deadpool going to be joining the MCU, but it's also, the next Deadpool movie is also going to be R-rated. Now, you and I, Deval, we had this conversation. Are they going to go the R-rated route? What are they going to do about all the fans that they built up from Deadpool 1 and 2? You know, what's going to happen with all of that? And yeah, now we know they Disney are going to be behind this movie, this R-rated movie, which is mad, crazy, great news, right? It's great news, yeah. I'm glad that they're keeping it, you know, keeping it R-rated because you can't water down Deadpool. That's when you start getting, you know, uh, Wolverine origins. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I just want to see what it's going to be like, him interacting with certain characters and just seeing how far he can go with when he's in their movie. Because in their movies, you know, it's going to be PG. 13 yeah, or whatever it yeah. is, you know? So he's, that means you can only have one, only one uh, F-bomb. F you can only say the F-word once uh, in a PG-13 film. Yeah, only once you're allowed. So yeah, I'm sure he'll use that exactly. shit up. <laughs> you can imagine that'd be probably be the first thing he says and he'd be like, oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> and it'd be great where he gets it out of the way first he goes let me just get all my swearing out the way and he goes fuck 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 that'd be yeah, brilliant yeah, but listen yeah. so just briefly uh, Kevin Feige said it will be R-rated and we are working on a script right now and check this out he said and Ryan's overseeing a script right now damn Ryan Reynolds man mm, he's got mm, power mm. he's got creative power man he's done the first done the second so they're letting him you know I think that's a good yeah. sign 
Oh, that's a good sign. Yeah, he'll do a good job. And they've got time. It's not coming out until 2023, I believe. So they've got time. Exactly. So obviously, folks, we're definitely going to keep you posted on that one. Now, we kind of mentioned this news last week. I want to just kind of quickly, briefly just talk about it. Do you remember that whole saga with Ray Fisher and Walter Hamada and the whole thing about him getting kicked, well, written out of the next Flash movie? Could it be that his career now is blacklisted? Yeah, I think with, with that studio and that and that, yeah, I think they, they're not going to touch each other again. <laughs> that sounds a bit mad, but yeah, they're, they're not going to work with each other. But uh, I hope it doesn't ruin his whole career. I mean, you know, it, things happen, but uh, yeah, shouldn't, I, should, I hope it shouldn't ruin his whole career. You know, I'm sure if all, if, if you know, shit, if shit gets worse, you know, someone like Tyler Perry will come in and, you know, give him a role <laughs> or two, I hope so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The streaming, streaming services are there, man. Ray, listen, we're behind you, man. All right, okay, so Devada, uh return of the Cap. Tell us about this. Yeah, this is a quick one. So Cap, Captain America, I, I hear that he should be coming back to the MCU in some some way, shape or form. Uh, and I don't know what that means. You know, it could mean, I know for sure he's going to come back in the, you know, the what if, the animation uh, but there's more people say he's coming back as Captain America, the human live action form. And I, I, I thought he retired. I, man. I thought he hung up. I thought he's an old man. Don't let them, you know, don't ruin it. Cause you know, I, I want Cap to be back, but I think he ended on a, on a good, ended yeah. on a high. So I think they should leave him alone. Let him retire, you know, but uh, yeah, for my hey, he's coming back. And I, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really keen on that. I, know. To be honest. I just want him to kind of, you know, bring because kevin feige he's been uh, you know he's been out there he said listen we there will be more avengers movies but obviously not you know the the avengers that we, we that we know now so they've got to re they've got to yeah. rebuild the team up like you know hopefully spider-man's part of it or whatever and or maybe new characters like you know wonder vision and stuff like that so will captain america i don't know maybe it could be a flashback so i don't know it's just really weird like you know the talk of it but yeah there's one camp which is like no leave it let him be you know, he, 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 he hooked up with Penny and, oh, sorry, Peggy. And, um, but there's another group, which is like, no, nah, no, nah, man, we, we want to see Captain America again. So yeah, I'm not too sure about, I'm with you on that one. Just maybe leave him be for a little while. Yeah, definitely leave him out. All right. Okay. Tell us definitely. about Crazy Samurai. This sounds interesting. Yeah. I saw the trailer with this and I thought this is crazy, <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's a film, uh, that's coming out soon. Uh, and it's, it's for, it's called, uh, 400 versus one <laughs> and this is mad 400 versus one yeah it's uh it's called crazy samurai 400 versus one and this this is a like a samurai sort of you know karate film uh and this is a film where somehow they have made a 77 minute what? single take fight scene. This is yeah, mad. crazy. This is crazy, man. Uh, that's crazy. So this is this is like something that's never been done before. 77 minutes is an hour and 17 minutes of no cut, just straight up fighting. And I've I've got a feeling that this is going to look crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I would love to see the scene. 
and look at the background and see what people are doing because I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> some people are going to be like pretending and shit. So yeah, when it, when it comes out, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, exactly. I want to see this oh, with yeah. you as well, man. I want to see, it just sounds great, man. The feat of them actually putting this together is going to be great. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you, uh, you know, we'll keep our eyes on that one now. Listen, I want to briefly just mention this. I'm going to try and break this down as quickly as possible, but Army Hammer is getting hammered. The actor Army Hammer. Uh, I remember Army Hammer when I first saw him in the social network he played kind of like a double role, the the, the Winklevoss brothers. And um, they used a bit of CGI trickery there, but it was basically Army Hammer. He was playing both characters, right? But uh, check this out. Army Hammer, he separated from his wife recently. Uh, they were married for, you know, 10 years. And just very, very recently, Devaldo, his Instagram account got hacked and s- somehow his, his messages, his Instagram messages, his DMs, they had been being posted out on the internet. There he is. Right. And check this oh. out. If you, if this is, if we're to believe the shit that he said, right, this is mad. Things like this guy is, is behind, like he's seriously into bondage. He's behind, um, uh, Leslie, he, some of the text message where he said is, he said, text me about me breaking your bones while raping you. And I'll send you what? the voice note while I come reading it. What? No, 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 no. You're joking. I swear no, to man. God, I nah. shit you not. Check this out. Other messages show Hammer allegedly claim he's, in quote, 100% a cannibal, where he says things like, I want to eat you. Oh, that's so scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. And I need to drink your blood. What? This guy is absolutely off his rocker, if this is true. One screenshot allegedly showed him asking a lady if he could cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket so I always had a piece of you in my possession. Nah, nah, this is some crazy shit. And this this goes into some of the box sets we're going to watch. There's some crazy people out there, yeah? This is Don't bad. think that people are people that are rich and famous are, you know, are, are, are separate from that. Exactly. Yeah, they are, mates. Exactly. That's, that's and, and, and that, that, that is, and basically his ex-wife has kind of come out and she was being interviewed and she's kind of said some stuff like, you know, yeah, he's he's been into... Um, he's been into lots of, you know, fantasy stuff and like lots of crazy things that, oh man, it's weird. You just got to basically search online, go Army Hammer, like Insta- Instagram messages and you're going to read all that shit. But basically, uh, it's <laughs> things are going down. And he was supposed to be starring in a movie with um, Jennifer Lopez and they were supposed to be filming in Dominican Republic. And uh, he basically came out and he said, in light of what's going on, I've decided to step away from that project. So I won't be filming in the Dominican Republic. And he's basically off the project. Serious? Yes. That's, that's mad. That is mad. No, that's mad. That that's is mad. mad. But you know what, folks? We're going to end on the, on the movie news with something else that's pretty mad. Netflix the basically the number one streaming service right now netflix they have they've released the kind of preview of the the films that they're going to be releasing in 2021 and oh my gosh i i don't have the time put it this way it would be an episode for Deval and i just to talk about the movies that are going to be coming out but if you go online and you go onto youtube and you type in the the preview of the films that they're going to be showing in 2021 oh my gosh They've got movies where they've roped in Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and, um, you know, um, The Rock. Rock. 
you know, Red Notice, mm. um, Army of the Dead, you know, Back to the Outback. They've got so many movies that are basically coming out in 2021, like big budget movies starring huge Hollywood actors. It's absolutely crazy. For some of these big movies, we don't know exactly, obviously Red Notice, we don't know when that's coming out. But if you go online and you check the trailer out, man, there's some great looking movies in there, some superhero movies. There's a Western movie that I, that, that looks really great. It's got an all, you know, all um, African-American cast in there that looks really great. It's set, you know, I love my Westerns devout. I know you don't like them, but this looks really great. Um, there's some really, really good ones in there. Go check it out. And um, yeah, man, it's a showcase for 2021, man. Bring on the streaming wars, I say. Mm, that's good. Can't wait for that. And that's going to be good for us as well. Exactly. So. All right. Okay. Mm. Uh, now, Devado, uh, I love this section of the podcast. We're going to speak about Box It Watch List. Now, you've got some great ones for us. We kind of mentioned these before slightly a bit, one last week and um, something we kind of hinted at just before now. But yeah, take us through the Box It Watch List. Yeah. So first of all, I'll quickly sort of whiz through uh, these. Uh, so uh, Lupin came on Netflix and like I said in the beginning a lot of our our fellow flicksters uh, responded on social media to this one this is a five part uh, series uh, mini series which is uh, well I can't I won't spoil it but yeah it's really it's a really clever uh, slick stylish sort of heist uh, show uh, reminds me a little bit of uh, Ocean's Eleven Definitely. Uh, a bit of uh, Mommy Heist as well uh, and it stars uh, Omar Sy uh, as the main star. Uh, he's very, very, very uh, famous in France. He's been in Untouchable in 2011. Probably we'll see that on our anniversary uh, films this, this year. Uh, Jurassic World, he was in X-Men, been in Transformers and a bunch of things. But yeah, Lupin is a story of a, uh, a fictional gentleman thief from uh, back in 1905. Uh, it was created by a, uh, a French writer. So, yeah, so he basically, you know, idolizes this gentleman thief. And that's what the show's about, really. He's it's a lot more, a lot, a lot, a lot more to do with other stuff as yeah, well. But yeah. the way he steals is very slick and very, like, you know, gentlemanly about it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a good show. Everyone I know that's watched it so far enjoys it. So give that one a watch on Netflix. Yeah, definitely. This next one, Devaldo, one, let's just quickly talk about this. It's called Night Stalker. The Hunt for a Serial Killer. This is on Netflix, folks. And if you have not seen this, please do make some time for this. It's, it's only a four, it's, it's four part, isn't it? It's only four episodes, I think. Uh, yeah, four parts. Yeah, limited, limited. I didn't know anything about this serial killer, Richard, Richard oh. Ramirez, man. This whole thing was just kind of really new to me, but it's basically a documentary about this serial killer who was a flipping Satanist who, you know, who was basically, you know, believed in the devil. We thought he basically was the devil. And he went on a murderous spree in the eighties. The and, um, it took the kind of the she LA Sheriff County department, like about 180 days to catch this guy. And eventually he did get caught. And this documentary goes into the, the two main police officers who were leading the investigation but also it focuses in on the the horrific murders, man. This guy was absolutely evil, Deval. He was he was mad. This guy was crazy. Very. Raping, he was abusing little kids. It was see the, the thing that shocked me was it wasn't just adults, he was like little kids. Mm, you know mm, old mm. women like you know he would just go into the ease the way that he would just walk into get into people's houses open up the window get inside your house stab you shoot you 
basically do whatever he wanted to do with you, rob you, whatever. This guy would do it. And oh my gosh, man, it's shocking. Sh- absolutely shocking. Shocking. I heard about this before because I do, I do like these shows, but I've never seen it in this, this much detail. And the reason... Uh, he's one of the the world's worst serial killers. He's he's, he's in that top ten list for sure. Yeah. But uh, you're right. The way he did it, it was so random that they 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 couldn't link it. That's what was so difficult. And uh, the the victims were all random. He is yeah. I'm not going to spoil it with what happened. So definitely watch it on Netflix. You can watch it in an evening easily. Yeah. If you don't like this sort of thing, I'll say stay away from it because it, it is it is very very sensitive. It's very shaky it is. for some people. So a bit of a warning there, but. If you're into these sorts of shows, then yeah, you really, you know, you'll you'll appreciate the the, the police work yeah. and also maybe a bit, a little bit of the psychology around that sort of thing. So, exactly. yeah, and that leads on to very scary people, Ooh. which is on Sky at the moment. I'm not sure where it, where you'll get it internationally, but uh, on Sky documentary, and this again goes into you know scary people, a bit like the previous case of of, of serial killers and all sorts. And uh, this is a, a show that's uh, that's introduced or hosted by Danny Wahlberg. Mm. And it really, each episode talks about, you know, serial killers, basically people that are really bad. We're talking about the, the Ed Geens of the world. We're talking about the Edmund Kempers of the world. We're talking about the uh, Eileen Voorhees of the world. Uh, We're talking about all those sorts of uh, people that, you know, that have been really, their cases have been really famous, you know, Charles Manson and all those people. So yeah, it's really interesting uh, so yeah, that's another one to watch as well. Very scary people. Yeah, man, there's some sick, sick people out there in the world, folks. And kind of these documentaries and you, you know, you spoke about the Ripper. We spoke about the Ripper kind of a couple of episodes ago and stuff, man, there's all this shit out there and oh man, it just kind of makes your blood boil sometimes. Uh, but listen, yeah. So if you're into that stuff, go ahead and watch it. Now we've got a couple of things that are new on streaming. So We've mentioned this, we've mentioned this at the top of the show. So WandaVision, this is the kind of, uh, it's been two years, man. It's been two years since, since Homecoming, no, since um, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, right? Has it been two years? Yeah, uh, no, it's been like a year and a half. Sorry, that was July 2019. A year and a half. So this is kickstarting mm. Marvel's phase four. So this is kind of like, uh, we, we always knew this was going to be a big year. 2021 was going to be a big year. And Deval's already mentioned, you know, we've got Loki, we've got Falcon, you know, that's all coming, but yeah, WandaVision, we've been so excited. I've been really, really super excited. And they've, they, they teased us basically. It's just two episodes. You've got to go out, you've got to watch these two episodes and the chit chat on the interwebs Devado is a lot of people are like mm, scratching their heads over this. And you know what? The reaction that I got from it was bring it on, man. This is, we're going to get deep into the whole psychology of WandaVision, like what's going on with her. You mentioned before about her bending realities and is this you know, is this a world that she's created? Is she being manipulated? You mentioned the house of M and, you know, you kind of, you know, the, there's loads of kind of like, you know, Easter eggs with the comic books and, you know, Zachariah, he kind of like mentioned all this sort of stuff as well. So what did you make of the first two episodes? No, I really enjoyed it. I know that people that don't really know too much about the character thing. What, it, what the heck is this? But you know what, it, this, this will really show the power. Every time we see Scarlet Witch, she gets, she, she is shown to be more powerful. So this is showing her on the next level of power. Not only, spo- not going to give her any spoilers at the moment, but what I'll say is that bit by bit, we're seeing that all is not as it seems. So l- look out for those little details. And I think in an episode or two, 
or maybe two or three episodes, actually, we'll start to see the real world blend in and overtake what we're seeing. So yeah, stick with this one. It's really, really good. I can't wait for it to un- to unravel. Exactly. And Amazon, they just basically released um, uh, The Stand, which is the, the new miniseries version of uh, Stephen King's novel, The Stand, which is this great kind of like apocalyptic like version. I remember watching in 93, I think it was, they, I remember it was a three-parter that they showed like kind of on Sky like years and years and years ago. I remember watching that. That was kind of like pretty scary. But yeah, this is kind of updated version starring uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Greg Kinnear, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, James Marsden. So it's got like a whole host of, uh, of, of actors in the movie. But yeah, man, it's only five episodes and it's based on a Stephen King novel and this is a big one. This is one of Stephen King's most popular like novels. There's like a multitude of characters in there and it's about this kind of, you know, about this 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 fight between good and evil. That's all I'm going to say. It's out on Amazon. If you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it, but it's definitely on my watch list. But yeah, if you're a fan of Stephen King, you got to watch it basically. Mm, okay nice one thanks for that yeah uh what else we got oh i want to speak about this one now we've already been speaking about kind of serial killers devaldo clarice clarice starling now silence of the lambs do you remember obviously you remember it there was obviously um anthony hopkins he won the oscar for it or or it won the oscar you know this great kind of you know psychological drama you know hannibal lecter you know this kind of serial killer and Clarice Starling, she's the FBI agent who goes to interview or goes to speak to Hannibal Lecter so that he can give his insights on how she can track down, oh, I've forgotten his name now, He, the, the guy, the the serial killer that they... Hannibal Lecter. So the, the, you know, the other serial killer that they're trying to hunt in, in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yes. Oh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he's the one, that, the weird one. The weird one. He was, uh, oh, I think they kind of shaped him around ed Gein, who used people's skin that's it to that uh, is it. make like household uh like uh, like decorations exactly. and stuff like that but i can't remember the, the guy's yeah. name he'd wear their but he'd kill them he'd wear their skin and stuff like that right okay so now yeah clarice is a continuation of clarice starling's um career basically and it's set one year after the events of science of the lambs so clearly starling she solved that murder she got the help of hannibal lecter hannibal lecter he escaped and everything from from the movie so this is focusing in on what happens to clarice there isn't a focus on her relationship with hannibal lecter although when you see the trailer there is kind of flashbacks of of that kind of interaction going on it looks interesting it looks decent and i think it's got to be one that you invest your time in obviously if you're fans of the novel fans of obviously the film and you know um hannibal the tv show it looks good it's going to be decent i'm going to give it a go if i can find it it's out on cbs in america international i'm not sure who's going to pick it up deval yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to watch this. I'm, I'll find it. I'll be like Liam Neeson. I will. I will find this wherever it is, and I'll. I'll get into it. Exactly. <laughs> also, out is the trailer for the Russo brothers' new film, Buffalo Bill. Sorry, Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. That's the serial killer's name they're trying to find. That's sorry. it. That's it. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. So, Cherry is the new movie from the Russo brothers, starring Tom Holland. You spoke about it a week ago, a couple of episodes ago, and there was kind of like this teaser trailer. But now the teaser, the, the trailer, the full trailer is on. It's out there. And yeah, man, it's kind of got so many kind of, it's got a vibe, Dead President's vibe it had to it. You know, um, he plays kind of like a, he plays like a war vet. 
he has suffers from post uh, PTSD. He comes back to kind of like you know the normal, you know the real world, and then he goes off on some some um, robbing sprees. So yeah, it's interesting seeing Tom Holland play this character. About it's going to be on Apple Plus, by the way. Oh, it's going to be an Apple one. Okay. Mm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So uh, go check that one out. And finally, I want to mention this. Um, this is going to be a Netflix exclusive. This is a documentary on legendary football player Pele, the Brazilian. Uh, he's basically a god in Brazil. And um, this this story, directed by Kevin MacDonald, he's this Oscar-winning film director. He um, he's put together this story about obviously the life of Pele growing up in the slums of of um, uh, of Santos. I think it's from Santos and uh, in Brazil. And um, yeah, man, it's going to be this you know war, you know warts and all story about you know what it was like for Pele growing up in Brazil. You know, encountering racism. You know, you know, scoring all those goals, those wonderful goals, and being behind the nineteen for me in nineteen seventy, the Brazilian team was one of the best teams ever. Ah, dream team, flipping yeah. man, brilliant man. Honestly, one of the greatest teams. So, I can't wait to watch this, man. This this looks great. Yeah. What do you think? About, how about the timing? The timing that he that this is coming out after Maradona's uh, yes, passed away. Is he, is, he, is he now trying to say to everyone, "Oh well"? You know, I'm the best. Uh. Exactly. It does smell a bit of that. And you're right about the timing because I think what uh, Maradona, he passed away. It's been what, a couple of months ago right now. Yeah, I think even slightly less than that. I don't think it's even been a couple of months. Wow. wow. But yeah, so go check that trailer mm. out. Go check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's coming out on Netflix. Uh, that's coming out next month. So not too long for that one. Football fans or soccer fans out there. Uh, go check it out. All right. Okay. Devaldo, anniversary corner. Let's get through these, man. What you got for us? Yeah, we're going to sort of whiz through some of these. Uh, and the first one is Contagion. Uh, this is a bit of a link to uh, our main movies to re review some of these anniversary corners. So Contagion, 10 years ago, 2011, this film was one of the highest uh, sort of on-demand or downloaded movies uh, during the first uh, wave of the coronavirus because this had very scary, similar, uh, you know, similarities to the, the coronavirus. It started out... Uh, allegedly, well, allegedly started out in China. Uh, it was a, a another disease that was, you know, airborne and uh, you know it had links to sort of food contaminants and stuff like that, and it spread all over the world and people died. So, Contagion, really, really clever film. Uh, Matt Damon stars Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Lawrence Fishburne, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, and also uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh. So, yeah, this is a really, really good. If you haven't seen this film, you need to see it. Or maybe you shouldn't. It might scare you more, actually. But it's a really good film. Very really slick, very stylish. Uh, not too long. Hour 40 minutes. So, yeah, give it a go. Yeah, man. Do that. What's next? Next, we've got uh, Children of Men. And this is a film that some people rate really, really highly. Uh, Children of Men is a 2006 film. Stars Clive Owen, Julianne Moore. It's a it's a dystopian near future, so it's twenty twenty seven. So for us, it's only, it's only six years time yep. uh, in a chaotic world where women have become somehow infertile, so no more babies. Uh, a former activist agrees to help transport a woman who's become miraculously pregnant to a area of safety. Uh, so she's the last woman to actually bear a child. So you can imagine that's very important in a world where children are no longer uh, 
uh, you know, able. Yeah. Uh, really, really good film. A bit, a bit of an action, bit of action. Uh, lots of sort of science in this film. It's like a bit of a Mad Max situation. You know, everyone for themselves. Uh, and there's a good scene in the car. There's a really powerful scene in the car where they're being chased by a motorbike. And uh, I heard it was done in like one take or something, yeah. but it's really intense. It the camera pans around and they're all trying to protect this woman who's obviously got a child and uh, who's got a, who's pregnant and it's just crazy. Mad. And oh man, I love that good scene. Film. It's you haven't great. seen this film. Yeah, I know, I know you like it. You, I think you spoke about it before, yeah, actually. We did. We've spoken about it before. Uh, Alfonso Gauron, he's the film director. Ooh. Yeah, man, he's brilliant. He's really, really great. Check out his other films. But yeah, man, you just mentioned that film. Gravity yes. and Roma. And Roma. Mm. Oscar, both Oscar films. Both Oscar films. Say no more. Say no more. So, yep, so that one, this one, uh, Clive Owen, Chiyoto Ejiofor, Julianne Moore, Sir Michael Caine. Uh, next film is 2001, The One. Mm. And uh, this one, <laughs> how many times can I say one? Uh, <laughs> uh, so this film is uh, Jet Li, uh, Delroy Lindo, who we saw in The Five Bloods, yep. uh, Carla Giugino. Ah. Uh, is in this film as well. Jason Statham oh, is in this one. Uh, this is an action film, action sci-fi, uh, blends into the film we'll talk about later. Uh, and this is about a, a multiversal agent, a rogue multiversal, multiversal agent who's uh, on a manhunt for a different version of himself. So oh. you're getting a bit of a multi, yeah, multi-dimensional here. And uh, they're looking for the one because they, he, they, they, there's only one that is basically truly, you know, the best maybe. Yeah. So he gets to fight himself, Jet Li. But in this one, there's lots of special effects, a bit like Matrix and stuff yeah. like that. You know, a lot of uh, bendy kind of visuals and stuff. But uh, really interesting film when it came out. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, this is seeing Jet Li uh, kind of, I wouldn't say his best because there's too much special effects mm. for it to, to see his best, but a good film for Jet Li to break into the American uh, sort of Western markets. Yeah. So yeah, give this one a go. Check it out. The one, this next one, oh my gosh, Devout, seriously, I haven't seen it, but I just did the whole kind of reading up the synopsis and everything. It's called Ebola Syndrome from 25 years ago, 1996. And the synopsis is, oh my gosh, a serial rapist contracts ebola from one of his victims and starts an outbreak in hong kong oh my gosh that's just mad mad crazy i mean just think about that that's crazy this film is uh i think it's a it's a chinese film yeah Yeah, so yeah i've I've not seen it yet myself but i'm I'm interested to see i mean think about a weapon (laughs) that's a weapon and a half can you imagine that's a weapon right there because ebola is a serious serious disease it's just like so much more deadly than coronavirus yeah. it, once you if we get it it's like 80 percent chance you're not going to survive yeah. it's crazy uh so yeah this is an interesting one but this links into uh songbird which i'll briefly talk about after uh the last film i'll talk about real quickly is the andromeda strain and this one usually we go from 2011 to 1991 so we co- will cover 30 years but this one i thought you know what we're gonna go way back way back man way back into time and the andromeda strain is 1971 so before my time i know you was a young man at that time wasn't you <laughs> no, i was still in my in, in my daddy's pants man seriously <laughs> this one stars uh, uh james olsen arthur hill David Wayne, Kate Reed. 
This one is a film that talks about, uh, well, a scientific film, uh, and it's about a deadly, yeah, deadly virus, isn't it? Mm. So, uh, the deadly virus uh, goes loose in a sort of town of residents, and uh, they're trying to trying to basically stop the virus from spreading uh, and trying to stop the Andromeda strain. So it's got a really, really cool name to it. But it, again, it's linked to Songbird, which we'll talk about. It's linked to what we're going through today, you know, viruses spreading and trying to stop it, how society deals with it. And this was back in the 1971. So, I mean, yeah, long time ago, but really, really re- relevant today. Man, listen, the guy who this based on a novel uh, written by a guy called Michael Crichton, who was behind... Yep. Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park and Westworld. Exactly, man. They say you know more, but yeah, that that whole that name, the Andromeda strain, it's just got, kind of got this kind of ominous kind of feeling to you know about it. So yeah, man, it sounds good. All right, okay, folks. So those are your anniversary corner movies. Go check them out. Please do let us know if you see them, and uh, let us know what you think. Okay, on to film reviews. Now, Deval, yeah, so Outside the Wire, which is a new Netflix uh, exclusive. It's a uh, Anthony Mackie movie. It's a Damson Idris movie, who's this young British actor. We've seen him before. We saw him in a movie. Well, I saw him in a movie called um, Farming. You watched the movie as well. You've seen him in, uh, what what did you say he he appeared in? Was it Black Mirror as well? Black Mirror, also Snowfall. Really, really good TV show. It's kind of weird when... um, when this kind of was when I saw the trailer for it because like, I didn't know what to make of it you know Anthony Mackie he's you know he's a huge star and you know he's been in the Marvel movies but he's also working on these projects outside of the Marvel universe because at the end of the day you can't just kind of rely on one one studio for your stuff right so um, he's got a big enough name that he can go out to lead you know a movie like this I, I mean I would say oh yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah he's he's a, he's, a, he's a Hollywood star man yeah man yeah through and through and this one is like a set in the year 2036 there is a there's a war go, breaking out in Russia well Ukraine and the, the Yanks are involved because they're kind of like trying to keep the peace as always as always obviously <laughs> yeah but, you know obviously this is you know uh, you know Hollywood so they're involved they're trying to keep the peace in some sort of way and what I found interesting was this thing where um, obviously yeah, it's set in the future and it gave me this kind of chappy vibe to it because of the use of the robots did you did you kind of get that feeling as well oh uh, yes yes like dirty kind of futuristic robots yeah. isn't it there's nothing kind of glamorous about them they just literally no. like you know the parts stuck together and like you know you can hear the whizzing going around in their brains and stuff like that right but you know in my mind when i was watching the movie i thought shit you know what this this could be just around the corner yeah i think so i think this is the next step in uh military uh tech warfare for sure that they can like obviously drones is the first stage of that and going forward on the ground definitely yeah exactly so the movie starts off with kind of like uh, you know this uh, big you know uh, action set piece Damson Idris he plays a drone pilot he makes an executive well he basically he he breaks protocol he doesn't follow order he makes an executive decision which causes the death of two people but but also it saves 38 people's lives so he's this kind of person who thinks outside the box but he's also not following orders and that lands him in some trouble and he gets teamed up with anthony mackie who's basically chosen he's requested him and he's like look you're going to be with me you know you did this huge little bit you know you know screw up but 
just, you know, you're going to be with me on this kind of mission that we've got to do. And you've got to basically follow, uh, you know, my lead. Anthony Mackie, he plays a captain. But unbeknownst to everyone else in the movie, Anthony Mackie is a... What, what is he? He's not AI. He's not a robot. What is he, Deval? Yeah, I don't know what. He's like a... He's like a synthetic android humanoid. I don't know what he is. He's like... Yeah, he's like the T-1000, but but not fluid. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what he exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> he's just next-gen, state-of-the-art you know, probably, you know, hundreds of millions worth of dollar, like, you know, the, the, you know, the government is pumped into this thing and he's, he's basically leading the mission and he, you know, he's, they're, they're off on something. I can't even kind of remember exactly what the whole mission was. Deval, Deval can you remember what it was? Yeah, they're going to <clears throat> give some uh, sort of supplies, uh, something to save people. That's what, that's what the, that's what he said. But obviously there's, there's more insidious plans going on there, but yeah, they were going to give some sort of antidote or something to help people, basically. Yeah. So uh, that was the, yeah, that was it. Yeah, exactly. So listen, the special effects are decent. You know, you know, there's some areas in there where I thought, you know, actually that looks actually really real. Like I said before, it had that chappy vibe to it, that District 9 kind of vibe to it, set in Eastern Europe and uh, derelict buildings, kind of like, you know, closed down buildings. So kind of, you know, they chose their location really well. The acting's decent as well. Like I said before, Anthony Mackie, you know, he's kind of got this leading star, um, uh, you, you know, persona and everything. But you know what, Deval, I don't know. It just kind of, it didn't hit all the right marks for me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I know what you mean. It did, for me as well, it didn't really, I'll give it like probably a six and a half or something. Yeah. It was entertaining, but it wasn't memorable. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there was some fun moments to it. Some, I can actually say some special effects moments and stuff like that. But the uh, Anthony Mackie's character, I think, was cool. Damson Idris's character, I think they wrote him to be a bit too weak. Yeah. I didn't like it. It was a bit too weak. He didn't like, he wasn't, he wasn't popping off shots. Yeah, he was there to, he was there because he made a, mis- he made a, you know, a mistake and didn't follow a direct order. And, uh, He's going there to learn a lesson, but I mean, this guy was frail. He wasn't, he wasn't shooting anyone uh, and he just seemed a bit, you know, out of place, but I guess that's how they wrote him to be. But, uh, but yeah, altogether, I think the film wasn't, it wasn't great, but it wasn't shit. Yeah. Somewhere in between. There were a few funny bits though. They kept calling uh, Anthony Mackie's character Cap. Cap. And I think they did it on purpose as a, as a nod to Captain America. Yeah. And there was a bit in the film where he said, oh, I can do this all day. <laughs> And again, that's a bit of a nod to Captain America because he says in Captain America, I can do this all day. He always says that. So they kind of, yeah, gave a few nods to to Marvel. This was filmed, I think, in a location near Ukraine or kind of not far from the uh, the Chernobyl disaster, Uh, like a very derelict sort of factory warehouse sort of place. So to give it that authenticity, it was filmed, uh, you know, a power station not too far away. So interesting. Mm, interesting yeah so i agree with totally exactly what you said there with the rating and everything but i mean i would probably watch Chappie over this um and then if you've got some if you're not doing anything else then you can maybe put on uh you know outside the wire but yeah so go check it out and yeah. let us know what you think all right devado speak yep. to us real about quick, songbird gonna, yeah real quick uh i'm gonna this is probably gonna be the quickest review you're ever gonna hurt here <laughs> songbird actually now available on amazon Songbird is about a, it's about COVID twenty twenty four twenty twenty three I believe, wow. and it's, it's yeah basically they made it during the pandemic during the first pandemic, Whoa. and yeah so you know hats off to them for making a film during you know really difficult circumstances. Uh, I've got to give it to them for that. 
but to yeah, songbird is shit. Just to uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to uh, you know save you time here. Songbird is shit. Uh, it's I don't know what's going on. I mean, yeah, it's a pandemic. It's, it's COVID twenty twenty four. It's in it's in Los Angeles. They're talking about people that are infected, people that are immune. And they have a yellow band, which means they can go around and do their own thing. Uh, but most people that get, in, that get infected, they're taken away by their authorities to some sort of special camp where no one sees them again, pretty much. So it's all, dere- it's like, you know, Los Angeles is derelict. It's a bit crazy. Uh, AJ Apart is in this one. Uh, Craig Robinson's in this one. Demi Moore's in it. Peter St- uh, Stormare's in it. Uh, it's got a, yeah, a bit of a, yeah, it's just mad. It, you know what? Don't waste your time on this one. I, I watched it hour and 20 minutes long and I regretted it. This is not a good film, even though the, the, the premise is really interesting, yeah. but it's just, it's just soppy. The main film is about these two people, man and woman who love each other. And because of the pandemic, they can't kiss, they can't fuck. And, uh, do you know what? <laughs> At the end of it, I still didn't care, but yeah, that's it. That's my review guys. Don't, don't, this one is, yeah, it's a bit of a dry film oh, to be honest. Gosh. I'm surprised that it 4.4 on IMDb. I'll probably give it a four. Oh my gosh. So that's that. That No, no, exactly. That's that. And the funny thing is though, a few months ago we saw the trailer and you know, this is the thing with trailers. They cut these trailers so well that when you watch a trailer, you think, Oh my gosh, I definitely got to watch a movie. And it was a movie, which I thought to myself, like, yeah, I want to see what happens because it's filmed during the pandemic. And I remember you telling me, you know, um, you'd be sitting on this review for, for a bit. And uh, you said to me, Oh, it's, it's shit. It's terrible. So yeah, it just goes to show you, man, they put so much effort in the trailers, but the movies flipping, bollocks basically um yeah. all right so devado cool so maybe we'll uh we'll give you the hidden gem maybe next week if uh if possible we did we did say we've got quite a lot to pack in so yeah i think uh, we've done a good job there and packing it in so exactly we hope you enjoyed that this week and like always folks get in touch with us on twitter on facebook on instagram and uh, let us know what you're watching if you've seen any of the movies that we've spoken about on today's episode then please do let us know and devout just remind everyone how can they win a rakuten movie code yeah this week rakuten movie code just let us know a hidden gem that you want us to review so hidden gems are movies that are not like you know your blockbusters and your typical sort of you know mainstream movies but something that not many people know about but is really good so let us know a hidden gem please let us know on instagram facebook twitter however you want to do it and i'll send you that rakuten uh movie code so you can rent a movie in the comfort of your own home right okay brilliant thanks for joining me on this one devado i will see you again next week peace out guys and don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook youtube and twitter Just pop in the Flicksters podcast.